The number of shooting victims in Chicago this year is down 18 percent from last year, but there are still a lot, almost 3,500. Today, we're checking in on an effort to curb the violence called Chicago Cred. Former U.S. Education Secretary Arne Duncan last year helped launch that program for a California-based philanthropy called Emerson Collective. It tries to get active shooters away from violence and into jobs in fields like building demolition, landscaping, and cooking. WBEZ's Chip Mitchell spoke with Lila Leff, CRED's chief program officer, who says the program also includes things like drug addiction treatment and trauma counseling. We're talking seriously intense. The way we think about our life coaching model is it's not simply a case manager role. It's a parent role. It's a mentor role and advocate role. And it's a person who answers the phone when you call at 3 a.m. and say, I'm about to get arrested. Help me figure out what to do. What else does a Chicago cred life coach have to do? Part of what the life coach does is help each guy individually figure out his success plan. And his success plan looks different because we work with guys where they're most motivated to change. And that's an important place to start. So some guys are very, very motivated about wanting to get partial custody of their kids, wanting to be able to support their kids in a different way. That's a huge factor for lots of our guys. Other guys are very motivated about getting their education and finishing up their high school diploma. Other guys are super motivated about being able to see that they're on a career path. And so we mobilize around guys where they are. There are certain things that all guys have to deal with to get to the next place. And the levels of trauma and what guys have been through and trying to help them unpack those experiences in a way that allows them to be successful is a huge piece. And we get at that in lots of different ways, sometimes through individual therapy, sometimes through group therapy, through doing even our substance abuse work has a traumatic lens to it, understanding that substance abuse is a self-medicating piece of what our guys do to survive. And so we can't simply say, just say no to things. We need to be able to say, how do you support yourself? How do you deal with traumatic stress in your life? All right. Well, how, how successful is this? CRED formed, you formed your first cohort 15 months ago. And since then, you've started or funded five others. How successful is this? 15 months in, we are still very much in an early phase of understanding what works here. All of us feared starting this work. Are we going to find the guys that are most at risk of shooting and being shot are men who absolutely aren't willing to consider a different life? That's not the case. We could take in quadruple the number of men we have if we had the capacity to, and there would still be more waiting who want a different option. They haven't felt like they've had anything else to choose. The other thing is just in terms of the basics of success simply measured in terms of are guys getting shot or shooting? And we've seen drastic reductions of guys who have come to us at the highest end of that risk not getting shot, not shooting, um, going to work every day. And then there's just a a bunch of other things from how many guys have gotten high school diplomas, which is just so shocking. I mean, many of these guys haven't been in school, some of them since sixth and seventh grade, and they're really hungry and motivated. We interviewed members of your first two cohorts. It seemed most had taken positive steps. So, for example, they've stuck with their jobs. But one of them was arrested and convicted on a gun charge. He was put on electronic monitoring. That was about four months after starting with CRED. Another was stabbed in what he described as a fight over gang turf. That young man had been with CRED for seven months. And there are guys in the program who still talk like they're helping lead the street gang back on the block. So I asked a 23-year-old named Marquise Thomas about this. He's been with CRED for all 15 months. He's now a mentor. It's still guys, you know, that's within a cohort that's only here for the resources and a paycheck. 
they might come and, you know, seem like good guys, you know, but they still taking their money, you know, still on the street, you know, buying guns and drugs. There's a guy in there right now was arrested for a gun. To certain people, he looked like he is the guy that changed himself, but it's guys in the program that's really not changing. When they're not around certain people, you know, they're right back to their usual self. Okay, that's Marquise Thomas. He's been with Chicago Cred since the beginning. He now leads a work crew. Lila Leff, what does this mean? It would be great if change happened in a linear way for any of us. Um, for our guys, the stakes are really high when change doesn't happen in a linear way. There is always regression. But the most important thing for you to hear is our guys in general, en masse, are changing. Even if you just look at simply the reality of a guy working all day long and then working on his education and then have a life coach who's breathing down his neck and calling him every five seconds to see where he is on Saturday night, our guys don't have access to the streets in the same way. A mindset shift happens not like a Sunday night movie. It happens in pieces. It happens at critical moments in a guy's life through loss and through having a child where suddenly he gets ready to really fully switch over. But it does take time. And if what we think is we can have a single intervention and wrap this up in a six-week program, we're kidding ourselves. We know that's not true because this is the situation we're in in Chicago because all we've tried are short-term you know, one lever or two lever solutions. This has to be a comprehensive effort over time. And even the guy who gets locked up for the gun charge, one, he's the right guy. That's who we're supposed to be serving. And two, as Marquise was talking about him, he's in a room working on his high school diploma and he's going to do his job the next day. He is a guy in process. He is a guy working to change. It's going to take him time. But he's a guy who the reality is if we weren't serving, would be a great danger to himself and to other people in a way that he isn't right now. Some people might see what Chicago Cred does as coddling criminals, that you know they don't deserve all this investment and that maybe the public would be safer by just locking them up. This is not a second chance program. This is a first chance program. The kinds of investments we're making in these young men still don't bring us even close to the kinds of investments that a kid five miles away in a suburb gets from the time he's born. The other thing is, if it worked to punish our way out of this, we could have an argument about whether or not that was the way to go on basic humanity. But let's just talk about it from a purely financial investment point. We are spending more than a million dollars on every murder, and most of them aren't getting solved. Most of them aren't leading to arrests. It has not worked to punish our way out of this. Right now, you're funded entirely by a single philanthropic organization, the Emerson Collective, to make a really big dent in this violence, at what point do you need public entities like the city of Chicago to step up with major funding for a program like this of jobs and wraparound services? The short-term goal is to be able to be innovative and to pilot all kinds of things to figure out what works and then to be in a position to talk about what it looks like to build this out systemically in our city.